Next on BYU Sports Nation, replacing the heart of a defense. BYU football on the outlook for a man to lead the charge. The general, Cameron Jensen, joins the program. Who he thinks is next in line to lead the Cougars in tackles. Plus, NFL hopeful Daniel Sorensen back for more BYU Sports Nation karma. All hail the chief. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Oh, I know you're fired up. And I know, I'm really excited today. More importantly, I know why you're fired up. It is Thursday, July 10th. That's not it. My name is Spencer Linton. Is that it? Nope. Nope. Teamed up with a guy who needs some serious cardio help. Jerem Jordan. What? (laughs) I took 55th in the state of Utah 13 years ago (laughs) in cross country. And have not run a mile since. Wherever (laughs) and however you're dialing. I ran a mile last week. Great to have you with us. Now, Now for the real stuff. Okay, this is why Jerem is excited because we have hit a benchmark day. Countdown to Connecticut. Watch out. 50 days. 50. Yes. No. Yes. No. I need I need a serious trumpet or a cougar rise and shout growl or something. Yeah, that's more like it. 50. We have counted down 188 days. We are at 50. <laughs> Okay. This is okay. Jerem's out of breath. <laughs> Everyone has a friend that laughs that way. By the way, where it's like, "Wow, are you are you okay with the lungs?" After <laughs> we started at two thirty eight, right? We then that little jingle started, and we joked and whatever. We're now at fifty. You moved into your house. What's the number again on two, your house? Two thirty seven. So both of you, <laughs> both of us, looked at that and went two thirty seven. Like because that is, of this little every jingle. Every time I pull into my driveway, I look at two thirty seven, and the jingle is in my head. That's been, not a joke. There have been people on Twitter that have said they sing that to themselves randomly. <laughs> You're welcome, BYU Sports Nation. Fifty. We're we're getting really close. I mean, we're what three weeks away from players reporting. Yeah. And uh, three weeks, one day from an actual practice. We get to watch Woo! actual BYU football practice. In the meantime, we have watch lists. <laughs> and, and plenty <laughs> of that to come. Join our conversation 24-7. Continue to use the hashtag BYUSN. We appreciate your efforts there. You're it receiving makes a phone call right easier now. That I am. It's uh, distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> You're distracting me. Yes, I should probably you also have some string cheese up there. Turn this phone off. Uh, okay, what was I saying? Yeah, use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Thanks, Jerem. Uh, because it makes our lives easier. It, it allows you to link up with the rest of your awesome BYU Sports Nation friends and get involved with today's Twitter topic. Who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Wani Unga graduates. He had a heck of a season. Who's That's going to lead the Cougars? At Laser Sheep says, Zach Stout mm. will be the leading tackler this year. Okay, It will be his way of getting the word out that he is Back, Bronco Mendenhall said, coming out of spring football, has he ever been there to that be back? Zach would be a starter if the season started today. There are still some At things the to be linebacker t- to, to be determined, obviously. But Zach has made a name for himself. Kelly Papini joined us senior. yesterday and mentioned Zach as well. Yep, we'll break that down in a minute. I mean, there are a couple of guys in the mix, not too many. 
I think, who uh, are the candidates to do that. But Manoa Picula is, uh, is my pick on that. But use the hashtag BYUSN. Wait, and who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Listen to BYU Sports Nation noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU TV each and every day. Rise and shout. We're at 50. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Replacing the heart of the D. Which BYU football player will claim the mantle and become the heart of the 2014 defense? That question just won in really a bundle of thought-provoking unknown factors for this BYU football team that we have discussed at length all summer long. According to BYU football assistant coach Kelly Papinga, who joined us yesterday, the most eye-opening unknown is who will start as the inside linebackers this season. Listen to this. I would say the biggest unknown right now is still who is going to be our two inside backers. Mm. Honestly, that's what I say. I think we have good prospects. Manoa Pakula uh, came out of spring as the guy that really stood out to me. And then Zach Stout coming um, back after he'd you know been gone for a year, did a really good job in the spring. Those are the two guys that I think that are the up and, you know, the front runners right now. But there's a lot of guys, you know, behind them. You don't know quite who's going to be the guy that steps up, but it seems like every year there's a guy that steps up. Who was the guy that stepped up last year, Jeremy? You already said it. Juani Unga. He led the team in tackles. And if you were to ask a random BYU fan just on the street, hey, who was the heart of the defense last year? Kyle Van Noy. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering that people would say Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy was the muscly bicep of the defense. Yes. Sept. Sep. This is not who is going to replace Kyle Van Noy. He, I mean, he, he was Playmaker. The, that's he was different the most than explosive, heart. most exciting. I mean, like, we're talking like engine, right? The guy that's doing a, a lot of the work. The BYU defense is made for the inside linebackers to make the most tackles. Seven of the nine years in a Bronco Mendenhall, a middle linebacker has led the team in tackles. The two years where that didn't happen, 09 and 10, Andrew Rich, an excellent safety in the box, making plays. Is it a good thing when the safety is leading in tackles? Probably not. But Wani Unga was the man. In fact, that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Okay, what Wani Unga did was amazing. 64. Wani Unga had 64 more tackles than the next closest guy in the BYU defense <laughs> last year. It was a record. Which was Craig Bills. 64. 143 tackles by Brother Unga. 12th most in a season in BYU history, although the NCAA did not record defensive stats until 2000. BYU has, but the NCAA, under the NCAA, they only count from 2000. But in BYU history, 12th most ever. The most ever? 193 by Shad Hansen in 91. That's just Almost dumb. 200 tackles. That's crazy. That is out of control. That's why you're, if you're Wani Unga, you get the, an invite to the NFL Combine even with a blown out knee. Because you had a huge well, – I think you finished top five – in tackles nationally. So the question is, Spender, who replaces Wani, not, don't call him Unga Unga? That is the question. To me, it's Manoa Pikula. It, he, you feel like Manoa Pikula will lead BYU in tackles this year? Yes. Now, now the replacement for Wani Unga is Zach Stout. It's not Manoa Pikula at that exact position. See, and that's so where, Zach Stout's probably in a better spot that's on where the I field. Lean. That's where I lean with Zach to Stout. Make the most tackles. Who was it before Wani Unga? Brandon, Brandon Ogletree. Ogletree. Okay. It's the Mike linebacker that ends up being in the position to do that. The Buck, he's the other inside linebacker. Brandon Ogletree was a very, very good linebacker. 
A guy who undersized, who stepped five ten, but he was tough. I feel like Zach Stout is a better physically gifted athlete than Brandon Ogletree. Now Zach Stout's trying to pull uh, Shane uh, Hunter here. One and done. Senior year hasn't really done much before this, but to be the man for one year, you can leave a legacy. Like I remember Shane Hunter's name because he was a big time tackler for BYU that season. By sheer placement and position on the field. You can become the heart of a defense if you're willing to step up and, and make a ton of tackles. Now, it, now, here's what might happen this year. Because these guys are newcomers uh, and have some experience but not a ton, there's a good chance that a guy like Harvey Jackson or Craig Bills actually leads the team. You feel like a safety. Be- because, like, pulls an Andrew Rich. Craig Bills, as a senior, could pull an Andrew Rich, which, Rich, which is... Comes up in the box, makes more plays in the box. The linebackers collectively do a good job, but there's not. I I don't see a Wani Unga type performance from say Pikula or Stout. One forty three. If you get a hundy, that's good. Brandon Ogletree led the team in twenty eleven with seventy six. The next year he had a hundred two. Okay, so he went over one hundred. Yeah, not having over a hundred. Just because you have over a hundred, that that's nice. What if the defense is better collectively? That could be the well, case. The BYU defense faced more snaps last year because they were running the go fast, go hard offense. That and gives so they were giving Unga. They were giving teams more tackle opportunities. Exactly. There you go. They were giving teams the ball more often, so there was more opportunity to make tackles. I can't imagine it will go any faster than it did last year, uh, but I don't think we'll see 143 again. No. Now, that was off the I charts. I don't know if we'll see 100 tackles. But you can still be the heart of the defense as an inside linebacker and not get 143 tackles. Oh, yeah. You're, you're talking 60 to 80 for hopefully Pikula and Stout. And I like that Kelly Papinga brought that up. I, I mean, he, you, you and I have talked about all the different question marks. I thought that was interesting. Who are going to be our inside linebackers? We and just look at the linebacking crew and think, oh, they're deep. They're good. And they are. Well, the, the outsides, you know what kind of athleticism they have. But because you know what Bronson Kabusi and Michael Elisa have yeah. done as players on the team. Who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Let's come get some of your answers and go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Tasha Lynn 19 says Bronson, hashtag Kafusi smash. I don't see it because I see him more as a playmaker, defending the pass, occasionally rushing the quarterback. Are you uh, running at pressure. Bronson Kafusi? I don't think you're running at Bronson Kafusi. Well, they'll run to his side, but as Kelly Papinga told us yesterday, he chased down Taysom Hill from behind in a spring play, and that told Kelly Papinga all he needed to know about Bronson's speed. Yeah, he's, yeah. A fa- he's a fast, tall guy. I didn't even get through the question. I'm like, so people are saying <laughs> that they have a problem with Bronson Kafusi. No, no, nope. uh, he's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't see Bronson having the most tackles. That's not his thing. At Bitter BYU Fan. Great Twitter handle. <laughs> it's going to be Fua guaranteed. He's on the other side, and Alani's a great playmaker, but I feel like he's he's the Kyle Van Noy the, this year. Yes, yes. He, he, he's the, the explosive the, player. The outside linebackers' roles are very different than the inside. The inside have an opportunity for more tackles. Kyle so, had an argument could all be, the time. Could be, but I, don't, I yeah. don't think so. Kyle had an argument all the time that, yeah, the inside linebacker should thank me because I'm the reason they're getting all the tackles. Like there's something to that. <laughs> You're on the team, of course. Do you, in 2012, Kyle Van Noy's best year. Do you know where he fit in tackles on the team? Number six. Hmm. Number six. But it some, didn't matter. But those tackles and those plays, it's just I'd, the way he does I'd it. It's so exciting. I'd rather not have a tackle. I'd rather have an interception or a fumble, right? Yeah. And if you can get a hurry and make the quarterback make a stupid throw or whatever, yeah. great. Yeah. Fua, it, he's, he does fly around in space, and that's what at BYU Bitter Fan said at the end. 
but it, it's, he's, he's not a, his greatest strength is not tackling. It's it's playing receivers. It, it's defending it receivers. generates with the inside linebackers. They have the best shot. Uh, let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat for other trending topics. Taysom Hill at the Manning Passing Academy today. Thursday through Saturday, Jameis Winston's there. Marky, Marcus Mariota is there. Uh, Casey Cochran of Connecticut is there. There's a bunch of dudes I hadn't heard of that are there, too. I was like, hmm, maybe it's not as distinguished as I thought. It's still cool for Taysom to be there. It's better than being on a watch list. You just don't want UConn's quarterback to be there. Children, John Children of O'Corn from Houston is there. I mean, hey, I there's think guys that guy from Sanford there. Um, there's some schools I hadn't heard of. Don't discriminate against schools against Samford. Oh, I'll, I will discriminate against <laughs> Connecticut and Virginia. And yeah, no, it, it's great that he's there. It's better that he's there than he's not there. Of course. So, sure. Craig Bills and Alani Fua named to the Bronco Nagurski trophy preseason watch list given annually the nation's top defensive player. There are more watch lists coming out. We'll get to more of that later on in the show. Up next, he's known as the general. And he can tell us exactly why the inside linebackers are so important in Bronco Mendenhall's defense. Cameron Jensen, next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, keeping it real in Studio B. Not real, but real. Thanks. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. We are simulcast in beautiful radio vision on BYU TV. Hey, remember to follow the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. Various highlights. And from BYU Sports Nation, the interviews from the show. You can catch those every day uh, soon after the show on youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. Our Twitter question today, who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? We feel like that player is the true heart of the defense because we feel like it's likely to come from the inside linebacker position. So both literally and figuratively, Depending on where you are on the field, the heart of the BYU defense. Who's going to be that player? Jerem says Manoa Pakula. I say Zach Stout. We've had some people saying the outside linebackers, which would be a huge surprise if it were Bronson Kafusi or Alani Fua, just because it's harder to make plays out yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're not stuffed up in the run as much as the inside linebackers. BYU used to play a 4-3. Four defensive linemen, three linebackers that played to the strength of the personnel the BYU had. Then that changed, I believe, in year two, 2006. Uh... Bronco Mendenhall said, I've got a good group of linebackers. I need to take a lineman off the field and put a linebacker on. So the role of those, the defensive lineman is pressure the quarterback, but let the linebackers come up and make plays. Uh, get on blockers. Linebackers come up and make plays. The safeties make sure nothing's deep. The corners are uh, in a zone most of the time. Kelly Papinga told us man-to-man a lot more than they had ever done, and that they would do that more this year because they feel confident in the secondary. Now, the secondary... Uh, specifically Craig Bills or Harvey Jackson, assuming Harvey sees the field a lot and uh, comes over and has a significant role in the one year that he has as a graduate transfer. There's an outside shot for those guys to lead the team in tackles. Craig was number two last year, uh, and he's a very physical defender. He likes contact. He's a smaller guy, too. I wouldn't call him small, but would, physically he's a little undersized for the position. But he plays like he's 6'3", 250 as a safety. I mean, he comes up and jams himself in there, which sometimes... I. I mean, he got a concussion, I believe, in a game this year and sat out some time. That's just the risk. That's how he plays, which I love. I love a little bit of reckless abandon. Oh, he's got, he's got more than a little bit. And he might play the cat or strong safety for BYU. He was the free safety, Daniel Sorensen, the strong. So the strong, he's the guy like Andrew Rich that is up in the run, in the box, if needs be. Who and will, then the free is roaming. 
That might be Harvey Jackson. We'll see. Who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Joining us in a few minutes, the General Cameron Jensen, who has one or 294 insights into tackling the uh, opposing That's players. a lot of tackles in three years. <laughs> yeah. I think he played at Rick's. Yes, he did. Uh, while we have a moment, we mentioned some uh, preseason award watch list before we went to break. The Bronco Nagurski. They spelled uh, Bronco wrong in that. With a K. Yeah, they, they spelled yeah. Bronco with huh? a K. Whatever. It's because of the Nagurski, the, the K-I <laughs> at the end of his last name. I'm just kidding. Uh, Craig Beals and Alani Fu, a name to that. It's given annually to the nation's top defensive player. 81 on that list, I think. 81 players. BYU two 81. has two. Nice. How many teams have two players on that list? I'd be interested to go through they and look did, at that. They listed three plus, and there were four or five. Okay. Alabama and Florida <laughs> I was going to say, Alabama's got to be yeah. on that list. Yeah. And then the Outland Trophy. The Outland Trophy Award Watch preseason award watch list was released. Michael Yeck. That's given to the outstanding interior lineman in the country. That's offense or defense. Michael Yeck, offensive lineman for BYU. The only guy, I believe, who started every single game on the offensive line. At at left tackle and right tackle. And out of spring, he was the backup left tackle to DeAndre Wesley. This is the award watch weeks. (laughs) This week weeks and next week. Tomorrow's the Jim Thorpe Award, DBs. Will BYU? I imagine place Craig, any, Bill, Craig I, yeah, Bills. Craig, Craig if on he's on, if he's on the Nagurski watch list, he's got to be on the Thorpe yes. watch list, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so while we have a moment, Jerem, did you see the article that SB Nation released? Uh, this and this is going a little bit back to yesterday and and yes, uh, previous rivalry talk about the top five college football teams that miss their long lost rivals, Jason the most. Kirk. Produce this. Jason Kirk is a very humorous guy. Okay, number three on that top five list is Utah, saying that they miss BYU. And and he took the humorous spin of, well, they don't really have much to argue because they're not playing the game right now. They're in the Pac-12, but they do find fault with BYU's strength of schedule. And he said it, it's their go-to right now because they don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. BYU's strength of schedule will always be weaker than Utah's. That's fine. I don't want it to be what Utah's playing. That, the Pac-12 is really good. Utah's way in over their head. At some point, if BYU's in a Power 5 conference, they'll be in over their the heads same, the for a scenario. couple of years. Yes. Do you like making the NCAA tournament in basketball? Absolutely. Because if BYU's in a P5, that's going to define the season like it does now, but it's going to be even harder. Like if BYU is in the Big 12 right now in hoops, they're probably not making the tournament. They're right on the fringe. Right, that tourney train. I mean, that that whistle's not as loud. The tourney train's going through some more uh, train stops. <laughs> yes, it would sure. be more like that. Yeah, yeah, more so. It it would be tougher. It'd be more of a challenge. At some point, Utah, I think, rises uh, from the five and seven couple of seasons to getting bowl eligibility, seven eight seasons. But to get like ten wins in the Pac twelve, oh my, it's, that's a significant. Arizona State, you're a top twenty team. You know, Arizona a, State was like yeah. the third or fourth best team in that league, and they won ten games. What is amazing about this summer is it continues to generate headlines surrounding BYU football. All summer long, we've been asking ourselves, okay, when are we going to have like a truly just... When will it really slow down? Never. And it just continues to deliver. We're three three weeks away from camp. I mean, we're, we're right on the fringe of having stuff almost every day come out related to actually somebody on a practice or game field as opposed to just chatting about it. It's been seven months of that kind of conversation. Spring ball's nice. The third biggest sport at BYU. You know what it screams to me? Having BYU involved from spring football up until now? Relevance. BYU is a known commodity across the country. If BYU was in the Mountain West, there wouldn't be this conversation. Boise State. 
Yeah. Yep, that's yep. the conversation. You renamed your field Albertsons Broncos Stadium or whatever. Great. Congratulations. That's, that's By the way, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, speaking of 50, countdown to Connecticut, 50 years since uh, Cougar Lavelle Edwards Stadium was created. 51st season, but 50 years. 50 years. Who's going to be the guy in this historic year for so many reasons that is the heart of the defense? Who is the leading tackler in the 2014 season? Let's get to the Twitter machine and read some more of your tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Matt Hume 22, I definitely say I'm the heart of our flag football team. <laughs> Jerem Jordan may be the playmaker, has to prove himself. Okay, so listen, that has I, nothing to do with this, but listen, we're I've been back called in flag the, football. I've been called this before. I'm the Bronson Kafusi of our flag football team. Like, Stop it. No, I'm not. You're right. Stop I don't it. want to compare myself to anyone on BYU's football team because that would be unfair. I'm not even close to those guys. No, we have a new flag football team. You didn't play on the team. The other, are you playing Saturday? I'm playing game? Saturday. Yes. Okay, so we're playing again. We won 18-14 on Tuesday night. Didn't give up any points in the second half. So locked it down on D man. If you're the Bronson, if you're the Bronson Kafusi of the flag football team, I'm the Daniel Sorensen. What a, oh, by the way, Daniel I mean Sorensen will join us yeah. shortly on BYU Sports Nation, nice. checking in with uh, him. and I'm a 6'8 his... Polynesian. That's what I meant oh to say. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm not. At Quiddy7. Turn on your TVs, folks, and uh, you can dispel that uh, in, a, in a heartbeat. Hmm? Uh, at Quiddy70, I rarely agree with Jerem, especially since the stash <laughs> debacle, but <laughs> Manoa Pakula will dominate on the inside this year. He's the guy I rarely that, agree that saw with the Jerem. field a lot last year. That's a safe pick. It's a safe pick because he knows the defense, and he, he contributed in a pretty good way last year. He's the leading returning inside linebacker. Yeah. BYU, in, in uh, Spencer Hadley was the other inside linebacker with Juan Iunga. Then he got the suspension. So uh, Tyler Beck, Austin Jorgensen, these were seniors that BYU trusted to come in and fill that gap. They weren't flashy. I think they did a good enough job. They did a decent job. Was the defense good enough to win 10 games last year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The defense was good enough to win 10, maybe 11 games last year. Virginia and Utah, you score under 20. Those guys, and guys like Beck and Jorgensen, like – the defense, the core of it, was good enough for them to to win that number. Of We've games. said this number before. The benchmark for points allowed and points uh, scored for BYU is twenty four, and there was a while there, going back to the end of the twenty twelve season, something like that, that if BYU had scored twenty four in every game and not allowed twenty four, just done that, they would have been like nineteen and one or something, which is unbelievable. Twenty four points, not a lot. Like when BYU goes to Virginia, hey, score more than what was it, sixteen, and then Utah, thirteen points, right? You just score 20, score 21, 21, and you win. And you win. Ugh. And, and, and BYU in opening game, speaking of Connecticut, 50 days, BYU struggles in that opening game to score. I don't see that happening this year. I think there's too much continuity with BYU's offense. Year two. Yes. Yes. It's year two of go fast, go hard, and you have even Taysom Hill coming back with those an entourage of awesomeness. 2006, that was a really good BYU offense. That first game, they scored 13 points at Arizona with John Beck returning, with Curtis Brown returning, Johnny Harleen, those guys. So it didn't happen in 06 year two of an eye as well. I just feel like it's going to be different because I don't think Connecticut is Arizona. I, yeah, th- I think that Connecticut is terrible. Arizona was a decent team. Yeah. They, they had Willie Tuitama. They had some playmakers on the outside, good running back. You know, they had a kicker that got drafted who beat them ultimately in the end. With Rob 40, Gronkowski. 47 yards. Uh, they had later, Gron- they had Gronkowski, I think yeah. Gronkowski was a freshman. He might not have played much in that game, but he was on the roster as well. Whatever. He was partying probably 
pretty hard. Continue to use the hashtag <laughs> BYUSN to join our conversation whenever and wherever you feel like it. At Jeff Barn, in response to who will BYU's leading tackler be in 2014. Zach Stout has a couple of years of tackling to make there up for. Go. I think he does it this year and leads the team. He very well could. And that's a, just for him to be on the team, hey, great. Because what's the perception of BYU? You know, we want you. You need to come here. Yes, this is a unique place, and that's the way the BYU uh, Bronco Mendenhall runs the team. Zach Stout has decided that he wanted to come back. There's some form of redemption that he wants. And what if he had a great year for BYU? That's Zach a great Stout story. Is all in. We talked to him after the spring football special, and you can tell that kid is invested. He's invested. He's he hungry. wants to see the field. Let him make 143 tackles. Hey, just get 80. That'd be tremendous. Up next, NFL hopeful Daniel Sorensen, former BYU safety great, joins us. He wants the karma. We're going to give it to him. This is Michael Lisa, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Michael Lisa, one of a slew of linebackers that are expected to make an impact. He's like, uh, I'll lead the team in tackles. <laughs> Michael Lisa will lead the team in tackles. Yeah, you, you don't think he wants to lead the team in tackles? Oh, that's oh, a yeah. guy that loves contact. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow Jerem at Jerem Jordan and myself at Spencer underscore Linton. Don't forget, download the BYU TV app. If you don't already have this, it's awesome. You can watch BYU Sports Nation on it live, on demand, on the DVR function of that. Uh, the last two days of the show are always on the DVR. Or watch uh, classic BYU football games that we've got the rights to put on there. What else you got going on on July 10th after BYU Sports Nation, that is? Hey, taking a break from working out to join us yet again, our good friend, Daniel Sorensen. This is how important he values or how much value he gives to the BYU Sports Nation karma. He is willing to step away from his workout. Daniel, what is up, man? <laughs> how are you guys doing? Hey, it's not, ever, not, not for anybody that I... Uh... Take a time out through work now. <laughs> we appreciate that. We do appreciate that. And, and honestly, all of BYU Sports Nation wants to know what's going on with you. What's what's the latest in your pursuit of an NFL roster with the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, right now I'm on a little, I'm on a little break, um, uh, trying to enjoy some time off before we head back to training camp. Um, but yeah, just just here working out at BYU, trying to stay in shape, and and about. Ten days or so, a uh, week and a half, head back um, to training camp in, in Kansas City. What's the dynamic like of being, you are a Kansas City Chief, yet do you feel like you're fully on the team until you actually make the 53? Um, I, I feel like it. Uh, you're treated like you're, you're a part of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not treated like an outcast or, or, or someone um, who hasn't made it yet. So, I mean, you know, I'm embracing it, and I'm, I believe – you know, in my heart that, that I'll be a chief um, when uh, September comes. So, you know, that's, that's my focus, and that's what's on my mind. So, Daniel, when you're at rookie camp and you're at official team activities, what's a, what's a day in your life like? When you wake up from when you go to bed, can you walk us through what, what you see and what you do? Yeah, so uh, we just finished our six weeks of OTAs and, and uh, kind of our off-season training, but about uh, six Six o'clock in the morning, I get up, um, eat a little breakfast, and kind of out the door by six twenty, um, and then head to the facility. Get there. It's about twenty twenty five minutes to get to the facility, um, so we're there before seven. Um, I, I stretch a little bit. I roll out, 
and then we've got um, special teams meetings for about an hour, and then defensive meetings for about another hour, and then practice, um, which can take anywhere for from two and a half to three hours, and then lunch, and then more meetings, and then we're done for the day. So about 3.30, we're about usually finished up, so from about seven to three every day. So basically your life is football and food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and then try and squeeze in some sleep in there somewhere. <laughs> nice. Daniel Sorensen with us on BYU Sports Nation. Daniel, you made some plays uh, that got kind of blown up on, on Twitter and in social media. You had two interceptions in one of your rookie camp practices, and then uh, we heard that you intercepted Chase Daniel and took it back for a pick six uh, when some other team activities got going. Uh, what what has been the highlight of your time in terms of uh, the best play that you've made as a chief? Um. Well, so yeah, there's the the pick six, and I felt like that was a good play. Um, got a good jump on 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 the route, and um, was able to catch it and and kind of take it the other way. But there was a there was one play. So they don't like a whole lot of contact, and they like to guys keep guys pretty you know safe and no one hurt and and stay off the ground and things like that um so there was a tight end came up you know right behind the linebackers kind of sat down and i came you know flying in right behind him but if you know i wasn't putting the brakes on so i wouldn't have stopped so i tried to kind of jump and get out of the way ended up doing like this little front flip ninja kick kind of thing and then landed (laughs) on my feet ended up landing on my feet um just to try to avoid the contact and not get in trouble by the coaches but uh so I would say that that's probably my highlight. That's my favorite <laughs> play that that happened. I ended up getting in trouble for doing that because I was stupid. They're like, it's not worth getting hurt, you know. So, but it was a lot of fun. So you got yelled at anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> that's that's how it works sometimes. Guys talk about having a you know welcome to the NFL moment or whatever. Certainly that might happen in a game. But have you had that in practice or in the film room? Maybe it was that one of uh, hey, yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the NFL right now. <laughs> Not yet, but I uh anxiously awaiting when the time that it does happen. Have you had everything's a, been good so far. Have you had a, a Utah BYU conversation with Alex Smith at all? Yeah, I did. Um and he's a great guy. He uh came up to me in the weight room and was asking somebody, Hey is this uh is this the BYU kid? You know, and they're like, Yeah he is he's like what What's your what's your name? Is it uh, Christensen, Jorgensen? You know, I'm like, I'm like wow. Sorensen. Yeah, yep, yep. He's like, see, yep, there you go, right there, BYU. <laughs> but that's no, hilarious. it was no, yeah, he's he's been nice and that, good to great. me. That was great stuff, Daniel Sorensen, Kansas City Chiefs safety. Wanting to make the 53-man roster and doing everything he can to get there for rookie camps and OTAs, uh, he's on BYU Sports Nation again. Uh, before we give you the BYU Sports Nation karma, Daniel, uh, I'm interested to know what are the coaches telling you that you need to do to make the 53-man roster? Um, there's a lot of things. Um, specifically from my position, they need somebody uh, at safety that can um, – kind of run the defense, be able to call the shots and, and take control and calm everybody down and make the right calls um, kind of in the heat of the moment. And then obviously uh, work to, to contribute on special teams. That's a big part of, of you know, uh, the Kansas City philosophy is to be good on special teams, and we've got great coaches and things like that. So, um, 
you know, work as hard as you can and, and uh, on special teams and try and contribute and then, you know, um, be ready when, when they need you at safety. Have you had a chance to show what you've got on special teams so far? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we do special teams every day, and um, I've gotten plenty of reps. Uh, they kind of move me all kinds of different positions, which is, which is great. Um, get to see a lot of different things, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. Not a whole lot has changed, but I feel like, um, you know, I'm working hard and hopefully the coaches are noticing that. Is there an opportunity for you to be like, okay, look, I'm really good at downing punts. Like I'll catch the punt if you let me do that. Like, can you, like, is it, is it such a situation where you can say something like that? I, I don't know. I've been waiting uh, to see if there's a moment, yeah, where I could be like, hey, guys, uh, I don't know if you know this, but no. Um, or maybe, you know, show them a clip or two. Or yeah, Hopefully, hopefully sure, they but... know, right? Like, that's one. That's your special team's they... greatness. Yeah, I, I don't know if they do. Um, they've moved me in a, in a couple different positions, but, um, yeah, not sure if, uh, when it'll happen, if it'll happen, or, you know. We'll have to see, um, see if you know I can step in and you know show them a thing or two. But and now, is is it weird wearing red? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a bit different now. My my wardrobe, my closet, a totally different color. But um, it's a different red. It's you know, it's it's not your. Uh, your your uh, typical up north red. It's a little it's different. A different I Pantone, think. I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. So I, I feel <laughs> a little better about that. But, uh, so but I, yeah, when I come back here, I'm, I'm definitely where I got my blue on, and I go to the facilities, and I still wear my BYU stuff, even though some guys are, hey, you can't, uh, you can't wear that here. <laughs> but. You're like, no, I, uh, I was a captain. So I will yes, do what I, I want. Daniel Sorensen with us on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I have some friends that live in the Kansas City area, and they consistently talk about how good the food is, barbecue. I've heard Andy Reid, your head football coach, talk about the amazing barbecue in Kansas City. What is the best thing you've eaten since you have been out there? I know you're back in Provo now, but what's the best thing you've eaten in Kansas City? Well, Oklahoma Joe's is a, is a must. It's, a, it's kind of the staple of barbecue food in, in Kansas City. But if you want some, you know, higher-end, you know, Nice restaurant. You go to Jack Stacks, but you know, I, I think I'm gonna have to. I will have to go and see all of them, just to to see, you know, which one's the best. I'll personally, you know, take that upon myself to to figure out which one. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. A, that's a really tough gig. That sounds difficult. Uh, <laughs> we we've been talking about who is going to be the leading tackler for BYU next year, and we've talked about how the inside linebackers are set up in this defense. Uh, to make the most tackles. Wani Unga had an amazing season, 143. More snaps there. Who do you think ends up leading BYU in tackles next season? Ooh, that's hard to say. Um, I know the safety position. I mean, i got to give love to that to that spot right there. Um, I might take my money on Craig Bills. Well, he's he would be a viable if he, option. If he ends up playing the cat. What? Yeah, he would be a viable option because he's he's a guy that loves contact. He likes to come up and hit running backs and make the play. Is the is the defense under Bronco Mendenhall designed in a way that Craig could legitimately lead the team when all is said and done? Uh, I believe so. I think um, 
it depends on the teams that we play. Um, you know, if you, if you have a more, you know, spread out uh, kind of teams where they're running inside zones and things like that, you know, that favors the, uh, the inside backers a little bit more. But, you know, if you get a heavier set team that likes to run downhill and off the tackle, then, you know, that's right up Craig's alley. And he has a, he had a chance to make a lot of plays this year, I think. Is it a good thing if the safety leads BYU in tackles? Andrew Rich did it for two years, but the other seven years under Bronco have been an inside linebacker. Uh, I think it is. I think, well, yeah, I think it is. I think it, uh, a lot of plays are designed for the cat to make, to make the play at the line of scrimmage. And um, that shows that you've got a great safety in that position if he's making that many tackles. A lot of people think that maybe those tackles might be down the field or that's a bad thing. You know, they get past. D-line and the linebackers, but a lot of times, you know, those plays are made, you know, at the line of scrimmage or one or two yards downfield, you know, uh, the cat safety can almost be looked at as, you know, a linebacker at, at times against the run where he's coming down so heavy and hard that, you know, it's not that he's making a tackle 10 or 15 yards down the field just to save a touchdown, if that makes sense. It does. Daniel Sorensen, Kansas City Chief Safety on BYU Sports Nation, one of the team captains from last year, doing what he can to make the 53-man roster. Uh, I, I want to know, Daniel, uh, what what is the official date of your return? When do you report to training camp? Uh, July 20th is when the rookies report, the veterans report the 24th. So I think we have uh, a few days for the rookies to to jump in it, and then uh, then the veterans join us. So july 20th so i got about 10 more days before uh i head back what do you uh, let's finish with this what are you benching right now <laughs> <laughs> well i haven't i haven't been working out actually so we uh we finished mini camp and then i took uh about a week and a half to go to hawaii to to see nice. my cousin and carrie yeah. get married justin Sorensen and carrie hook yeah that's right so i <laughs> Been a, it's been a couple of weeks before I've been in the weight room, so I, I don't know. What where. were you benching? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Three, 300, 305, 315, something Woo! like that. Good, nice. Good grief. Well, that's, uh, that's well done. And for July 20th, <laughs> to get you set for, so you're ready to go when you report back, we now award you BYU Sports Nation karma. We rarely do it to Thank non, you. non uh, you know, current BYU athletes. So this is, this is special. This is special. <laughs> you guys ought to have a, have a jingle or something like that, some kind of tune that well, you sprinkle we, on. We are playing like the, these that. like Gregorian chants. I don't yes. know if you can hear you, them behind you. Can't, you can't hear them because you're on the phone, yeah. but there, there like is that. a Gregorian there, yeah, chant there playing. Oh, you hear it? Okay. Well, it's because I just sang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, that great. is awesome. That, that, that is great. Yeah, always nice to talk to you, Daniel. Uh, congratulations on your success thus far, and uh, a job well done thus far. Go and make that team, and uh, re- uh, use the karma, my friend. <laughs> I will do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next, Jeremy and I discuss more about who is the heart of the BYU defense and who will lead this team in tackles. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. We're simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan approaching the end of another heart-stopping show. 
<laughs> Are stopping? <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, maybe that's dramatic. But you, you know, it's amazing what technology can I do would these die days, to my friends. to die for. What? It's ama- die for food? It's amazing. Xbox 360, download that app. You can uh, watch this progr- program. You can watch uh, BYU football, hoops, whatever you want. Women's soccer, whatever you want. Awesome. If you're just joining us, this is a benchmark. Yes. Nay. Yes, it is. A monumental day. And quite frankly, we didn't do it big enough. Nope. We started this 238. I'm running around. Countdown to Connecticut. What? Where are you going? Don't break a camera. Do not do not run into a camera. <laughs> Hurry, we have work to do. Get back on the set. Here, someone hold this. Okay. Plug back in. You ready to go? Because here we go. We're doing it big on BYU Sports Nation. 50 days. That is right. Yes. 50, 50. days. I want until BYU and Connecticut connect at Rentschler Field. Boom. You know what is amazing? We uh, on I'm our tired. Facebook page. <sighs> this a shout out to David Woolsey, a BYU Sports oh, Nation this is awesome. super fan. This is awesome. He said it wouldn't be a vacation for this Cougar fan family without an important stop. He is standing in front of Rentschler Field in East Hartford. He put a picture on our Facebook page. Of his family at Rensselaer Field, and and the little boy, his little boy, has a 50 sign. Yes! <laughs> this is amazing. I he, love it. He hashtagged it, countdown to Connecticut. Go Cougars. <laughs> David, what is up, nice man? Nice job. Shout out to the Woolsey family yes, for Woolsies. getting it done from Rensselaer Field. That's awesome. If, yep. any, if anyone else is in Connecticut and near Rensselaer Field, send us a picture. With the number of days until we play. Or, or for any, any of BYU's opponents, for that matter. Are you out of breath? I am a little out of breath. <laughs> I, I, listen, I haven't trained for this. I, I didn't stretch out. Yeah, I did a sports cast one night. It was. Uh, it was I'm a, not a producing Caitlin and Jenny just like run marathons. I was in I was in California, and uh, we were doing a Friday night high school football show, and we had some scores coming in super late. Okay, so we're like running back, and and we're like a tiny staff at that. But then something happened, and the video machine crashed, so we had to go reboot something and resend a video. I had to do it in between commercial breaks. Okay, so we did, like, three <laughs> games worth of Local highlights. Local TV, baby. And then we went to break. I unplugged, literally ran back to my edit bay, changed some edits, sent the video, and they're like, Spencer, we need you in studio. We're back on the air in 24 seconds. I'm sprinting. I get back to the desk and, like, go. And after, like, a minute of talking, I was like... <sighs> Yeah, they, like you, you can last for a little while, and then I like, can't Ooh. talk. I cannot say anything. <clears throat> There's no cough button. Like we've got a cough button here, right? I'm I'm going to do it in the middle of me talking. See, I can push the cough button. You don't hear me. You don't have a cough button in that scenario. No, it was the worst. You, it's just if the audio it, guy pops you up or not. I literally was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that uh, the the cla- the YouTube classic where the lady falls in the grapes. Yes. and loses. <laughs> Got the wind knocked out of her. It was awful. Yeah, that was so bad. I went home and I, I, I was like, uh, I think I may have had the most embarrassing moment I've had in in television. It could history. be much. It could be much, much worse, my friend. <laughs> but so that reminded me when you came back up, I was like, that's that's the worst. Running around and then having to go on live television. That's the first time I've actually been able no to like, leave no. the set on, during the show. I might do that more often. Hey, by the way, Daniel Sorensen. Uh, if you missed it, we just talked to him. He's in Provo working out. Uh, with some of his BYU teammates as he's getting ready to go back for official training camp activities that start on July 20th. That's when the rookies report. He said at the beginning of that interview, I expect to be a chief when September comes. 
Like, full you've, got, on. you've got to have that attitude. That was our number one question. He fully expects to make the 53-man roster. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, no doubt. So I'm surprised. They're not using him in special teams like BYU did. That I think that's his greatest skill. That's I mean, he's a, he's a good safety. I, I see him excelling at the next level. That's the side door in, right? That. That's, that's he the said, side door. I'm not sure they know that. I'm like, what? You need they to tell don't. them that you are awesome. Yeah, and of course, I phrase it like that. That's awkward. That's not going to happen, but... that's how his skills should be best used at the next level. And then if he can be a safety on the field as well, that's great. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation. Who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Daniel Sorensen said he's got his money on Craig Bills. Naturally, the safety connection. What do you think? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Vocal Point Fan. Here's another Bronson Kafusi vote. Bronson Kafusi because he's a beast. Again, the outside linebacker, he is it's a tough. beast. I think he'll make plays, he'll make plays, but that's not necessarily as many tackles, right? At Bridger Hill says Bronson will lead the team unless Mike Haig somehow figures out how to become a 19th year senior. At Michael Elisa will impress too. Mike Haig, I think, applied for the 17th year and did not get it. Just <laughs> kidding. Mike Haig had a solid six. Yeah. <laughs> I had a solid five here. A football-heavy <laughs> Cougar whip around next, and who gets the rise and shout? You're not going anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan wrapping up a heart-stopping edition of BYU Sports Nation. That's the second time I've dropped that. What are you, a battery? Jerem cringes don't every energy, time I die. get overly dramatic like that. Or just looks it? like, stop it. Not a fan of drama, you know? Well, in sports I am, but in life, no. <laughs> <laughs> you get your drama on the sports field, right? Broke yeah. up with a girl that was too dramatic at BYU. <laughs> Jerem! You know what time it is, brother? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Taysom Hill is at the Manning Passing Academy today. He will run against Eli and Peyton in the 40 backwards. <laughs> Hill is joined by the likes of Florida State's Jameis Winston, Oregon's Marcus Mariota, and Baylor's Bryce Petty. Who wins that race? Hill. Football. BYU seniors Again. Craig Bills and Alani Fua. Two of 81 players on the Bronco Nagurski preseason trophy watch list given to the nation's top defensive player. Football. Football again. BYU senior lineman Michael Yek is on the Outland Trophy preseason watch list given annually to the nation's top interior lineman. Football. Tomorrow on the show, Lee Johnson. Yeah. We're going to find out about special teams. Who's the kicker going to be for will, BYU? Will he wear a shoe on his left foot? That's the big question the during the interview. Lee Johnson yeah. comes into the studio barefoot and ready to roll. Brian Keel next week as well. Mike Littlewood. We're going to have him join us Tuesday, the day of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Talk a little BYU baseball. A little home run derby action. Mm. Okay. Well, Tuesday's the actual game. Is Monday the home run derby? Mon- but he can assess the home oh, run yeah. derby. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh. No one break breaks down. down the home run derby like BYU Sports That's Nation. That's what I'm saying. No, other people do. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This is obvious. Yes. It goes to David and Alicia Woolsey for tweeting in a picture from Rentschler Field in East Hartford. So awesome. Their son holding up a sign that says 50, and he hashtags (laughs) it, Countdown to Connecticut. That's so good. Thank you for sending that in. That's great. If If you've got a picture like a BYU opponent stadium this year, Put it on our Facebook. Yeah, tweet, tweet it. Tweet, tweet it at us. At BYU Sports Nation. That's, that's That's well played. That's well-deserved rise and shout to some of our BYU Sports Nation super fans. Laser Sheep. At Laser Sheep. 
Love the well-cogitated 50-day countdown. Sounded like madness. Can't wait to watch that. Uh, yes, <laughs> it was madness. Jerem knocked over some stuff, pushed some cameras. Uh, he will be going to HR later on today to uh, assess his uncontrollable behavior. Some kind of training, whatever. <laughs> Thou shalt not run in a studio with cameras that are a lot of money. The Honor Code office called me. They want to meet with me. <laughs> Our Twitter question today is who will be BYU's leading tackler in the 2014 season? Jeremy made his effort. It was not good. Running, oh, you can't tackle cameras, right? One time I hit a volleyball near a camera. That scared me because some of our production staff were in my head like, oh, my gosh, what would happen? You hit a camera with a tennis ball, too, on the show. Do you remember that? It's a that? tennis ball. Or have you opted to forget no, that like you forgot listen, the score of the 2011 BYU-Utah football game? Yeah. We have, we have four cameras in the studio right now. Yes. Two of which are robo cams, meaning they're operated by a guy with like a joystick in another room over there. <laughs> Two are manned. Uh, the volleyball almost, it didn't almost knock it over, but I got nervous like if it did, that'd be bad. <laughs> yes, it, it would really be bad. bad. Don't let Look, the talent touch anything. That's what the production says. <sighs> now we have to quote Groundhog Day. Did he call himself the talent? <laughs> that's a great. That's if great you name. haven't seen the SB Nation article, oh, by the way. Uh, Utah listed as the third highest team that misses their long lost rival. You should just start stop there. Third highest team. Yeah, Texas A and M and Texas are number one and two, which is understandable. That's a, that's a travesty that's, that that yeah. rivalry is not going. Yeah. Will BYU ever have a rivalry with Utah Valley? No, no. It's just I not. don't understand why BYU men's basketball doesn't play them. I, it's it's a lose lose. I for BYU hoops. I get it. It's, it's like it's like arm wrestling a girl. It's interesting. Hey, if you missed our Ryan? Daniel Sorensen, yes, if you missed our Daniel Sorensen interview, we have tweeted out I'm, some I don't do it because it's like, hey, I'm out. weak. I'm going to lose. It's going to be embarrassing for me. Well, and if I win, in some case, I was supposed to win. Then you get the glory. There's no glory in arm wrestling a girl and winning for a boy. Will That's you what I'm arm, saying. It's lose, will you lose. arm wrestle a girl sometime on did the I, show? No. Heck no. Why? I, did I just compare UVU to a girl? I yes, guess I just yes, did. you yes. did. You're going to arm wrestle. Their basketball program. We need to get yeah, a girl in here sure. to arm wrestle Jerem. No, she'll win. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm weak. Thanks to our guest, 50. Daniel Sorensen, 50 days away from Connecticut. Big, big thanks to everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Andy Reid.